Welcome to the ACC Panic Room alongside Lauren Brownlow. I'm Joe Ovias. Much like North Carolina just kind of changes who they are from week to week, game to game, Lauren Brownlow also changes who she is with her new purple hair. Hi, Lauren. Hi. Wow. Didn't expect you to go there to compare. Uh, well, I mean, I'm just with... saying, like the last time I saw you in a panic room, you had blonde hair. Right. Well, it's fine. Um, it's just something I wanted to try. I'm still cha- like the first time I dyed my hair in pandemic, I dyed it out of a box and I dyed it lavender and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I've been kind of chasing that ever since. This is as close as I've gotten back to it, but okay. you know. Hey, it works for you. Uh, it works for North Carolina to go to Virginia Tech, beat the Hokies on the road, and get that Q1 win. I think most of us were not optimistic that such a thing was going to happen after they dropped what I still consider a bad loss at home to Pitt. But if there's one consistency with this Tar Heels team is that they will surprise you and wow you. I think it really comes down to Caleb Love's play, but... Here we are. They got that Q1 win. Michigan kind of fluctuates between being a Q1 and a Q2, depending yeah. on how they uh, how they finish. But North and Virginia Carolina, Tech might do the same, actually. This is true too. This is true too. Um, but that's kind of where North Carolina is right now. They're they're squarely on the bubble, and this clearly helps. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say this: my evaluation of North Carolina had nothing to do with whether or not they would win this game. Okay, because. We all know their MO with this kind of stuff. Like it wouldn't it wouldn't have surprised me at all if they'd gone and won this game. What I was more looking towards was like, you can't know that they're gonna beat Louisville. You can't know that they're gonna go to state and win that game. Well you know and that was to me, uh, 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 to me, that was the caveat that was like based on the pit loss. A, it's a bad loss in, on your on your ledger, right? Yeah. And now you've lost control, essentially, because you're likely not getting another Q1 at this point. If Virginia Tech falls out of Q1, if Michigan doesn't stay there, you still have none, and now you have the pit loss. And now we cannot just assume that North Carolina will get through the rest of this season taking care of at least the teams they were supposed to, which was really the one thing with North Carolina that we could kind of count on because before the pit game, their worst loss was to Miami on the road. So, you know, it's just, it's mind boggling. And I saw some Carolina fans saying this, and I don't necessarily disagree with this, by the way, this almost makes the pit loss worse. It does make the pit loss worse, right? Yes. It makes the pit loss worse because it did not need to happen. It did not. And you see what Pitt did yesterday. They went out and lost to Georgia tech mm-hmm. and Josh Pastner, uh, pubbed up Capel for coach of the year after the game. <laughs> Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Hey, you know what? He's nothing if not consistent. He knows that his win set a precedent. Just saying. I guess here's you said a lot of words for North Carolina, and I agree with a lot of your words in relation to North Carolina and their season and what to expect going forward, and um, you know what actually is more disappointing. Uh, and and whatnot, but I feel like I can sum up. I can feel like I can sum up North Carolina in a GIF. Would you like to? Would you like to see what I'm going to try to do here? Okay. Okay. Here here's where I'm at with North Carolina. They're the Notebook, and it's that scene in the Notebook where it's like, "What do you want? What do you want? 
what, what's his face is yelling at this with uh, with with Rachel McAdams. So that that's kind of where I'm at with North Carolina. I mean, what okay. do you want? You know, you know who I realized last night that this North Carolina team reminds me of a little bit, and not completely because they haven't upset anybody that's like really highly ranked. Yeah. But like state football in 2012, I want to say it was 12 or 13 that they beat FSU and then got like blown out by Virginia the next week. I think it was 12. Yeah. Yeah. You were like, you're too good to get blown out by Virginia. Yeah. Why are you playing like this? Why do you play like this against these teams that you should beat? Stop doing this. So I and to to get back to wrap to your point about North Carolina, you're right. Going to Virginia Tech and winning isn't shouldn't be the surprise. It's right. what happens on Monday against Louisville. Or will they win these games? Beat Louisville on Monday. Go to PNC Arena on Saturday. By the way, is Roy Williams going to be at that game? Is that part of his retirement tour? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he was at Central last night. He well, was uh, at Cincinnati earlier in the week saying hello yeah. to Wes Miller. I mean, um, I can envision I can envision a scenario where Roy Williams is sitting in a PNC Arena box with some UNC fans. You think he's sitting in a box? Or maybe he's behind the bench. I was going to say, I don't know, because... Because if Roy's at PNC Arena... Do you think Roy's at Duke? No. I don't think Roy will go to Duke, because I think he'll do that out of respect for Krzyzewski. They already had the moment, right? See, but what I wonder is, like, it's not so much the... Like, I, I wonder if there are just some environments that Roy's like, you know, I'm good. And I wonder yeah, if he is one of those. And I don't know maybe. the answer to that. Well, it's let me wrap this point on North Carolina, and maybe that'll spin us to where Duke is at right now. Because uh, we're two weeks away from that game. So here's the frustration point with North Carolina and why I'm kind of I'm kind of over talking about them and trying to figure them out. So whatever will be, will be. So yes. Every scenario in front of North Carolina is kind of like Doctor Strange. There's all sorts of paths that you can take, right? Obviously, the end game here is to make the NCAA tournament. But there's only one scenario in which that happens. And that is them not doing anything dumb again going yeah, forward. That's what that I'm saying. That would mean not losing to Louisville. That and means pit, not losing to State on the road. The pit uh, loss takes that off the table. Or, or... I think the worst scenario for North Carolina that would clearly take them out of the board is they do enough to make things interesting for their NCAA tournament hopes, but then they go to Brooklyn and then lose in their first game. Ooh, see, yeah, that that actually, I think, considering, like, the way this season has played out, right? And and I think that North Carolina fans as well are, are a little frustrated at riding the roller coaster, too, where it's like, okay, you th- every time you think, like, okay, they're getting it together – and they're going to go on a roll or whatever. It just doesn't happen. They've got a couple games in them, and then they go back to doing something silly. Yeah. And and it's like that's and, what and I it, think. It's the constant roller coaster, right? And, and that roller like, coaster, yeah. that roller coaster is tied to the play of Caleb Love because I mean, yes. you go back, to, you go back to the pick game. Caleb Love was not great. They get back into that game until because the end. Yeah. Caleb Love started playing well. Right. How was Caleb Love playing at Virginia Tech? R.J. Davis as well, to a lesser extent, I think. To a lesser been, extent, yeah. R.J. Davis, but I really Certainly do think... Certainly, if both of them don't play well, they got no chance. The barometer is Caleb Love. Straight right. up. The barometer 100%. is Caleb Love. 
Agreed. If he's playing well, then you probably like your chances for North Carolina. So we'll see what happens against Louisville and NC State to close out the season before they go to Duke, which gets us to the Blue Devils yeah. and like your dynamic scenario that you're talking about with, uh, you know, does Roy Williams go to Cameron? You know, is he over the environment and everything else? I did not go to the Duke-Florida State game last night because I was at a, a kid hockey game. But in a way, um, I'm kind of I'm bummed out I didn't go because post-game, Mike Krzyzewski started to show the emotion. Yeah. And I think that's tied, you know, because I watched the post-game press conference this morning, and I think things kind of tie back to the Wake Forest game. You know, Julia and I were actually talking about this uh, over text, where it's like, you know what? Maybe, maybe he had like a moment in the Wake game. Like there's only so many games left and there's a lot of pressure and all that yeah. kind of got to him, right? I mean, it's entirely possible. I mean, he is human at the end of the day. Um, of course. And, and you saw some of that emotion coming out in post-game against Florida yeah, State, he's... knowing that was the second-to-last game at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Yeah, and, you know, he's a different guy than, for instance, like a Roy was or whatever, mm-hmm. in that, you know, Roy can rattle off what happened at the end of a Kansas-Texas game, like back in 99 or something. Yeah. Like, he just has these things in top of mind. And Coach K, like, you can ask him some about past teams and stuff. And he doesn't really have – or past games or anything, he doesn't really have that kind of memory. He's very much a no rearview mirror type of person. He doesn't, yeah. you know, if you start to explain it to him, he'll usually, he can usually remember parts of it, but he doesn't, he does not keep those things in the top of his mind all that much, good or bad. Like he mm-hmm. just kind of keeps it moving. That's just his personality. And so I think like, that's why he wanted to approach this season the way that he is, but he's also an emotional guy, like you said, yeah. and Cameron has always meant something to him. Um, and I think, it's always been fascinating to me to have that last game come against North Carolina because you're basically piling up a bunch of emotions on top of an already very high pile of emotions. And it'll and be pressure. Yeah. Because this is the thing that. Because normally think... you could have no pressure in this game if it were any other season. It would be like, whatever. If Carolina comes in here and wins, who cares? But that's not. Yeah. As it all comes together, do I think Duke is still going to win this game? Yes. I still think Duke is going to win this game against the Tar Heels. However, we have to be honest about this team. They don't how play they well at home. With pl- how they deal with pressure, too. Oh, well, you know, yeah. But they also one... just look like garbage at home. Like, it is fascinating to me. Like, even against Florida State, who was down four of the five starters that they used when they beat Duke. Mm-hmm. Initially, four of the five starters, y'all. I know Florida State plays a deep bench, but come on. Yeah, no, Florida State's a shell. Four of them, and they were hanging yeah. in the game until the last two minutes of the half. Like, I'm like, Duke, are y'all okay? Yeah, and Florida State's a shell. At home, man, they don't play well. It's the weirdest thing. So I'm curious to see how this team is going to handle with handle the pressure of, all right, right. this is Kay's last season. It's his last home game at Cameron Indoor Stadium. It's against North Carolina. On top of that, you're going to have, like, the who's who of Duke players coming through, right? And everybody's going to be watching. How do they handle that? It's a really fascinating psychological dynamic to me. It really is. Hubert Davis could very easily go to his team and be like, listen, every other game y'all played this season has been pressure-packed. 
No one expects you to win this. It literally does not matter if you lose this. Just go out and play loose. House money. It's house money for Carolina because if they go there and they win, then they're forever. Whatever happens this season. This is where North Carolina is right now. Whatever happens this season. Yeah, Caleb Love's never buying his own drink in Chapel Hill again. If if that's the team that ruins the farewell season, then yeah, they're going to for They might, you know, how we like honor 1982 and they oh, honor yeah. 1993. They're going <laughs> to bring back. This. They're going to be like, why are they honoring that 22 team? They didn't have a great record. What? What? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's the team that actually beat. But they'll couch it later and like we're honoring Hubert Davis's first team as head coach or something. Mm. <laughs> if I'm North Carolina, I absolutely like dive into the petty on that one. Yeah, you've got to. Yeah, you got to do that. You got to do that. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the ACC Panic Room. We'll check in later on in the week to see if North Carolina does any of those dumb things that we potentially talked about. We'll see you then.